You're listening to the Effective Statistician, episode number 37, how to pre-wire a meeting. Welcome to the Effective Statistician podcast with Alexander Schacht and Benjamin Pieske. This is a weekly podcast for statisticians like you in the health sector designed to improve your leadership skills, widen your business acumen and enhance your efficiency. Talking about leadership skills, we are creating an online course for improving these leadership skills for you as a statistician, even if you have no direct reports. If you're interested in that, register your interest on our homepage, theeffectivestatistician.com slash course, and you'll get all the updates on what's coming, when it's coming, and when you can register. In today's episode, we'll actually also talk about some leadership aspects, and we'll talk about difficult meetings, meetings possibly that you have with senior executives or with higher ups in the organizations, complex meetings where you want to propose something, where you need to defend something, and maybe you have been in these meetings and they didn't went as smoothly as you would like them to go. If that's the case, or if you need to go into these meetings in the future, and at some point we all need to do that, then listen to this episode and win on such meetings like a pro. This podcast is created in association with PSI, a global member organization dedicated to leading and promoting best practice and industry initiatives. Join PSI today to further develop your statistical capabilities with access to special interest groups, the video-on-demand content library, free registration to all PSI webinars, and much, much more. Just visit the PSI website at psiweb.org to learn more about that and become a PSI member today. Hi, this is another episode of The Effective Statistician, and today it's just me and Benjamin. Hi, Benjamin. How are you doing? Hello, Alexander. Yeah, very well. Okay, the topic for today is how to pre-wire a meeting. When have you first heard about this term, pre-wiring a meeting? Well, since you brought it up, actually. <laughs> <laughs> And I realize it's a quite nice um, well, description of you know what what's kind of a um, a way of preparing a meeting. It's not only preparing yeah. as we will see, but it's really about you know how to put some structure in in the preparation of the meeting. And pre-wiring is a pretty cool word for this. Yeah, actually, I first heard the term uh, in a podcast, a uh, general management podcast, and. Um, It really reminded me of some stories that I had personally at work and uh, where I only later found out that this was pre-wiring a meeting. <laughs> so um, the story goes like that. So, so um, we had a very, very big um, observational studies that we wanted to uh, set up and there was um, governance body um, that would uh, look into the uh, study from all different aspects and look, you know, from a scientific point of view, from a feasibility point of view, um, whether that study is uh, well designed and well set up. And 
So um, I thought, you know, okay, we go into this meeting, uh, then discuss in the meeting the study, uh, come to a conclusion, and that's it. So that was kind of the official description of the meeting. <laughs> the, the agenda. The agenda or the charter of the yep. meeting. Yeah, so, so you see... You, get into these process uh, processes and see, okay, who sits on this government? How, uh, how often do they meet? And when is the priority due? And all these kind of different things. And of course, what happened was in the meetings, there were all kinds of questions coming up and some we could answer. Lots of them, we didn't know exactly where they were coming. We had lots of side discussions and in the end, uh, our proposal was rejected. And we didn't really know why. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But isn't it kind of these meetings where I mean, the, everyone had experience in, in, in kind of going meetings well, well prepared, meaning that, you know, you, you have your questions, you have your thoughts made around it. And, and at the end, the meeting completely goes another direction. And even yeah. worse, as, as in your case, there's rejecting, rejected the, um, the proposal. Yeah. 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 And the, um, so one of the key learnings afterwards was, um, okay, what can we actually do to, to get it through this um, meeting and through this governance body? So um, we talked with some um, more senior members in the organization and, and they told us, well, don't you know about the unofficial rules? And we said, what unofficial rules actually and um well he then explained okay this meeting there's lots of um uh, senior people involved in there and of course they don't want to kind of lose their face in in this and you know uh, because they don't know about things so um you need to give people the opportunity to ask stupid questions beforehand so you really need to set up um, meetings with key stakeholders of the uh, of the governance body beforehand and talk your proposals through, uh, get alignment, uh, clarify all kind of different pro uh, things and really create some um, allies, so to say, in the governance body that will then vote for you. And so we did that we actually didn't have kind of you know big adjustments to the study overall but afterwards successful successful they come through hmm. yeah nice short discussion uh some comments some recommendations um and actually then lots of agreement and okay passed we could move forward And so that was a quite, quite interesting experience for me, for me in the past. Yeah, that is, that is sometimes what people, including myself, this is something that I needed to learn as well, is that we underestimate the importance of pre-meetings. I mean, yeah. pre-meetings can be unimportant, uh, to be honest. It is just, you know, who is attending the pre-meeting and who is the one, you know, that we need to work with in order to get to the real meeting where the decisions are made. Um, That, that you know that we have the alliance 
of um, of a proposal. I mean, I might, there might be, you know, it's not it's not a guarantee for success, honestly, because if your proposal is quite bad, then it will not come through, even if you build alliances. In so it is really about the quality that you offer. But in general, I think it is, um, as you said, it's the pre-meeting that is making the decisions while the meeting itself is just putting this into minutes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's a very, very good um, summary of it overall, actually. The... Um, that the overall meeting, the official meeting, is really only more for communication of the decision that actually took place somewhere earlier in the process. Yeah. And so um, there's lots of kind of meetings that we as statisticians can go to as, as team members. And um, today we want to really speak about how you can structure these meetings, how you can structure the pre-meetings, uh, control the process overall so that you go through that as a as a pro and not as an amateur, so to say. <laughs> because, yeah, yeah first time I was an amateur, I was thinking, okay, this is a process, I follow the process, and that's it. Yep. Yeah. No, but, but what is what is the first thing you would do then in you know when you prepare for for a meeting? You not the premier, just in general. So when you know that there's a meeting um you know who you have the names or you maybe not even have the names so what is the first step i mean obviously i already said it so to try to find out who will be attending so yeah so so the first step of course is you know is that a meeting that is worth pre pre-wiring you know is what are kind of key aspects that would really require a pre-wiring uh, process uh, so of course, not every meeting you need to pre-wire. So it says you know, if you go to your usual kind of status update meeting of a, of a study, you don't need to pre-wire that. If you go to your usual kind of staff meetings, you probably don't need to pre-wire that. But there are these meetings where there's um, usually more senior people involved than you where there's um or other functions not necessarily I, not necessarily more senior but also other functions so people yeah. that you have to convince as well yeah where you need to get buy-in into a proposal from a larger group diverse group uh and probably from a group that you maybe don't know that well where you maybe don't have, you know, a very, very good understanding of uh, all the different people, maybe not a good, you know, or not any relationship to, to, to a couple of these people. Um, so, and if that's maybe your first time you go in that specific kind of governance body or meeting where you want to have a proposal. I think these are all aspects that you need to consider if that is something um it's worth to pre-wire it yeah yeah but but maybe maybe this is this is also too strong i mean just thinking in a more um let's say study specific example so if you for example if there's a study running and there's you know there's a mess about something either you know for you know talking from a CRO side that you know for um, maybe to uh, delivery will be too late or something and there there are many reasons for it could be mm -hmm. 
sometimes data quality, sometimes, uh, you know, that we have, um, you know, to, we started too late or, you know, there are several reasons and there are several functions involved. And then it escalates, whatever extent, could be just internal, even external. So um, it would be a good way, you know, good point to say, well, this is something we need to pre-wire. Because yep. you don't want to start a discussion with different departments, with just your colleagues saying, but they, you know, he, he was starting too late. But, you know, the statistician didn't give us the timelines in time. And, but the data quality was bad. You start fighting, uh, you know, in front of your managers or so. No, no. So or your clients. Or your clients. <laughs> I mean, you, you probably. So then, then you, you, you even. You know, for clients, it's probably then it's quite a bad example then for this that you start fighting because then you just shut up and don't say a thing or just, you know, be very, um, very politically correct in, in, um, in putting this in the overall content. So, but in, in general, these are also very good examples where you pre-wire, you know, you, you really sit together, come to a conclusion, and then at the end you have a common understanding or common declaration of, of the issue of the problem um, that you present. So you don't fight against each other. You have your for the forces combined. You have an, an alliance just, you know, build uh, even a very small with your colleagues. It's not, it's not yeah. necessarily like a big senior um, management or scientific committee or whatever. It might be also the, just the team meetings, the internal Team yeah. that needs it, it, it depends on the situation more than on the on the people that attend i would say yeah if the stakes are high and these kind of things mm. and there's a high probability that it will end up in a heated discussion then that's probably so, also a good good situation for that yeah. yeah yeah completely agree um so but in terms of starting in this, so I think the first point is you need to understand really uh, what's your goal that you want to get out of this meeting. Do you want to inform the, uh, the group? Do you want to get a decision from the group? What exactly is the decision that you that you want? Um, uh, what are the official rules of the meeting? So that is really kind of the starting point. If you don't know the official rules, then, well, you're already skewed. <laughs> so, 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 um, so, so that is really kind of, you need to know when the agenda is, when the pre-reads are due, um, all these kind of things. So um, that is the overall framing that is really important. And for these... Um, uh, let's say more senior governance meetings, there's also very often some kind of um, AA that manages these or uh, a chair that is kind of uh, structuring this. So um, if you're unsure about a couple of these official rules, it's for sure very, very good point to have a discussion with the AA that um, runs a meeting, basically. Yeah, and that is, that is also going right to the next um, part is to understand who sits there, who yeah. sits on the board or will be in the meeting. So who's the decision maker, uh, who is usually, you know, leading the discussions or, I mean, there, there are people, different characters, people, there are people that, you know, talk a lot, but don't say a thing. And there are people that just, you know, say one word and everything is, everybody is quiet. So, so really different characters in a, in a meeting. And this is quite important uh, to understand and, and to find out in advance 
So who would be there and who makes the decisions? Yeah, and there it actually um, gets a little bit blurry in terms of the official side of things and the unofficial side yeah. of things because um, sometimes maybe the official um, charter says there is kind of um, a voting or something like this, but unofficially everybody needs to say yes. <laughs> Or there's certain uh, people that would have veto rights. So don't know, maybe, you know, the safety physician or, you know, so maybe the statistician or uh, these kind of things. So that is um, something that you need to know who is really influential in the meeting and um, who has these kind of different veto rights, who, who is influencing mostly the uh, decision, and these are the people that you need to concentrate on. Mm. Um, so how do you find out about who these relevant people are? Well, I think for, I, will, I will be starting with people that are on the meeting and that have been in these meetings or in contact with the other persons beforehand, usually yeah. colleagues that you just... You know, pick up the phone, talk to your colleague, the medical monitor, let's say, talking to the DMC members. So what, to understand what is the, you know, um, what is the uh, experience that people had with different of the, the different characters of those. Yeah. And maybe you know someone that knows, you know, the committee um, or maybe, you know, one person in the committee and can um, have a pre-meeting with that person to understand um, how the atmosphere is, uh, what are the key decision makers, um, what is the relationship between the different uh, people, are there kind of, you know, bigger bigger egos involved in the meeting. So these kind of things is uh, is first, I think, is important to, to find out. And yeah, but I, I think also it's, you know, if it's if it goes in the scientific direction, um, it's probably also important to understand or to maybe just look into, uh, I mean, you find presentations on YouTube uh, of people, you know, when they when they did the presentation on a last Congress or podium discussions or these kind of things. So to kind of understand, to get a feeling of how how do they behave how do they present themselves so yeah. this could be especially if it's the in our days these um, you know congresses uh, there's a lot of material that you can find in terms of presentations input minutes um, present presentation did I say already um, and and videos just recordings from from the from the actual um, congress people people yeah. and I think the uh, other thing is you need to know whether there's um, certain key things that are they are specifically interested in. Mm. So uh, you know, there's certain people that will always ask on a special topic. Yeah, so which is just their kind of favorite topic. So you need to know this is probably a question you'll get. Yep. Be prepared for that, and um, then everybody is happy. Um, so, um, in terms of the big egos, um, I think it's really important to to manage these, and these are probably also the meeting uh, the people you want to have a pre meeting with, because these are the people that you want to have on your side, 
and that you want to give the uh, opportunity to ask some stupid questions um, in the beginning. And if you give them the opportunity to um, contribute to your proposal, um, maybe even if it's a tiny thing, then it becomes also their proposal and so because they have invested in it. And that helps you to build a partner and build a partnership and, and uh, have someone that speaks for you in, in this committee. Mm -hmm. Because that is what you really want to have. You want to have people that appear to be independent from you as a proposer that supports the proposal. And the more you have that, the easier it go, goes in the, the official meeting. Yeah, but I mean, again, um, if you have such people where, you know, they're quite influential and uh, uh, have big egos, uh, it's also quite tricky on the other hand, you know, because if you have more than one in the meeting, in the pre-meeting, um, that might be also a challenge. So... Yeah, yeah, no, no. You, then you need to have separate pre-meetings. Yeah. Yes, then you have separate pre-meetings. Then you have one for each of exactly. these persons. Yeah. So, so, and you manage them separately. You don't manage them together in one big Because meeting. Then they don't ask the stupid questions. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I agree. But again, yeah, it's it's also. I mean, it, again, it's it's that could be the same strategy if you don't have big egos, but just two different colleagues. So, yeah. Um, just. Don't don't think of of the whole discussion in the, in a you know we we are not talking about bringing up new laws in the European Union and you have to bring all the people together. We are just talking about the day to day business that we are involved in the and some of the meetings and are more less important. Um, so in some of them you can pre prepare and it could be big ego, it could be you're just your colleague colleagues and you handle them separately. Yeah, and so um, you manage these separately you get them on your side one by one. And that way you create more and more partners. And the good thing about this, it's much easier to control a meeting with one person than to control the meeting with five, six, seven uh, persons in the room. Different opinions. Yeah. yeah. And because then it becomes even more challenging. And another kind of um, problem could be if maybe you're dialing into this meeting and all the other are sitting in the room, are sitting in this one room, and you're just dialing in. That makes it even more important that you kind of control the setting up front. So it's really all about controlling the steps one by one, and really making sure that um, you go through this very, very smoothly. One point, if there is another statistician in this committee, or maybe even two or three other statisticians in this committee, in this cross-functional meeting you're going into, then these, I think, are the first people I would make sure uh, you have on your side. Because what you really don't want is to have a deep, technical, controversial discussion at a governance meeting because that only means that um, you have not done your job well. 
That that would be basically the not only that, and also that then that means that other the non statistician will get bored very soon. Mm. Yeah. So it is no seriously because the uh, the statisticians usually I mean these are not usually not your colleagues like your colleagues from your company or from your um, team or something uh, yeah. team or whatever these are usually the statistical advisors to the big egos in the room. <laughs> And and therefore, you know, if they are in line with you or you are in line with them, um, the big egos will be sorted out already. Yeah. So that is basically in, you know, the statisticians that regularly sit on the committee, they are much more kind of trusted resources to the non-statisticians on the committee than you are as a proposer, as a statistician mm -hmm. on the team that proposes something. So... If you can convince the statisticians that sit on the committee, that will uh, help a lot of with the trust for the overall setting. And of course, that is the same thing with the other functions. You know, if if you um, speak to your uh, medical counterpart, you know, and um, you can make sure that you go with uh, with your medic to the um, physicians that sit on this team, and you create the same alliance. That's that's just perfect pre-wiring the meeting. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe just just to to remember. I mean, we are not talking here about you know um, selling old bread or something. It's it's really not that we try to to sell or to to convince you know anything you know from anything bad. It is it is really that. I just I just remember so many meetings where we sit in, we talk about the same thing and just completely languages. Yeah. Or it seems that that we have we have the completely different understanding of the same topic, um, which is which is often just caused by the fact that we haven't been preparing the other persons um, good enough for this meeting. Yeah. So that we start technical discussions and misunderstanding. It could be that it's only these things of we are talking about the same, we have the same naming convention for different things. Yeah, yeah. Um, or different definitions yeah. for the same thing. Yeah. And and therefore we're just talking if you're talking not together we are not uh, putting on the same string. And uh, therefore these the statisticians I mean we we are usually unless we talk about really like controversial uh, discussions but usually it's we are we have good arguments why we suggest or propose something. And on the other hand the other statisticians have as well and we have to align it. Yeah. And this is usually easier if we sit together in one room or one to one on the phone and discuss go through it understand where the other has under problems to understand your points and give the explanations and the definitions and what the surrounding thoughts that you have and make them understood and this is something we can't do um in a big meeting because it would be embarrassing for either side that we just you know that we don't uh, we haven't been um, exactly. clear in the communication or you know, the, maybe have the same, you know, we, we don't want to um, um, admit that we mean the same thing, but we, you know, the other one is right because yes, it would be the case in this case. We, we, not, we wouldn't admit it or hardly. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's difficult. Because then emotions come become involved yeah, you absolutely. know then it's it's embarrassing like you said or it, you know it's then more about making a point it's more about not losing your face it's all about these kind of things and yeah. in this bigger meetings and that's something that you can take out in these smaller group discussions or these one-to-one -one, uh pre-meetings 
And there you can, um, yeah, as I said, you know, everybody has and there's a possibility to ask the stupid questions, so to say. Yeah, because yeah. that's something you do in a one-to-one, but you don't do it in a bigger meeting. And if you don't ask these questions in a bigger meeting, by default, you will say no. Yeah, just because um, yeah. you haven't clarified these points, you you feel um, uh, you don't uh, can control, uh, completely understand it. And rather than saying yes to something that you don't really understand, you say no. So that is, that, that is one of these key psychological things that happens there. Or, I mean, if you, you are lucky, if you walk out the meeting and say you have a to-do list of 20 items <laughs> uh, where all the clear questions need to be clarified later on. Mm. And that means that you have actually the same discussions um, that you could have before. Uh, you have it after the meeting with the individual person sorting out what you actually mean. And then you have to also put this then, you know, back to the wider audience. And it's, it's just double the work. Yeah. If you do it afterwards. And the bigger difference, even bigger difference for you is as a proposer is if you do it prior to the meeting, you appear like a pro. And then, you know, you sail through and everything. And, wow, this is a really, really good team. They, they know their stuff and they control everything and they are super prepared. And that was very, very easy for everybody. Well done. Congratulations. Yeah. And you get a pro excellent reputation. Yeah, yeah. Excellent reputation. Whereas if you go into it and then you need to fix everything afterward, It's the same work, but completely different uh, um, uh, appearance. Of appearance. So, um, and of course, you know, there's a couple of things that you can do longer term if you want to uh, improve these kind of things. So one of these things is um, to build relationships in advance. So maybe you know that you need to go through this government's meeting and don't know three months or something like this. Or you know that at a certain point in time, you will surely go through that. Try to build some relationships with these uh, key members up front. Yeah? So, so, for example, have a lunch meeting with them, uh, whatsoever, to, to speak about um, various topics. Just connect with them, build these relationships so that um, when you then go to the meeting, they know you already, at least a little bit. And that that helps so much. So it's yeah. it's again about kind of influencing. But I think today we really talked about um, kind of a step-by-step -step guidance of how you go into these crucial meetings and actually um, lead on a very, very specific process and control the process so that you can influence other people uh, in a good way. Um, you convince them to, to your proposal. You get feedback in a, uh, in a way that helps with the overall process, that makes it smooth. And um, that way, you get to a good outcome in a usually faster time overall. Yeah. And with less work connected to yeah, it. Yeah, and less work connected to it. Also, it's more work up front. 
but overall yeah, it is but yeah. it, it, you know you you wouldn't you would it's not that if you don't do it that you're get away with it no. <laughs> yeah so. yeah so key takeaways for today are you need to control the overall process you need to make sure that you understand all the different rules the official ones and even more important the unofficial ones you need to make sure that everybody is comfortable in the bigger meeting to say yes And you need to make that sure before the meeting. And you really need to invest in building relationships um, and via that build trust so that uh, you have a easy and um, impactful work in, in that regard. Okay, very good. Anything, All right, anything? Have, fun with pre have fun with pre wiring the next meeting. Yeah. And if you have any questions regarding this, just leave a comment on our homepage, theeffectivestatistician.com. And if you want to learn about something different that's, uh, that's a burning topic for you, we are also very much appreciate your comments there. All right. Then talk to you next time. Talk to you next time. Bye. So I hope you enjoyed the show today and learned a lot about leadership aspects. Talking about leadership, don't forget, we are creating a leadership program to improve these in a very, very nice way for you. Just register your interest at theeffectivestatistician.com slash course. This show was created in association with PSI. Thanks for listening. Please visit the Effective Statistician to find the show notes, as always, and also learn about other things, how our podcast can boost your career as a statistician. Mm -hmm.